you go. Welcome to your Life Path Astrology reading. I can't wait to dig into your chart. Just for the audience to get to know you, why don't you tell us one line about what you do in the world and one line about what you hope to get from the reading? Um, so I'm currently building my own brand and I'm hoping to um, build a coaching business Yay. where I help people work on their shadows and um, help them navigate their own like calling and purpose and how that might look like for them. And what was the second question? What you hope to get from the reading. Oh yeah. I just like would like insight on that. Like, you know, maybe there are certain areas within myself that I've, that I'm here to learn about and maybe bring, bring light to my own shadows. And then maybe I can find like a specific niche that I can also, you know, help other people work on that aspect within themselves. So I'm pretty much open, but I'm just, um, specifically for my coaching call i'm curious about what i cool all right all right well this is this will be really interesting because you use some words that i see like in the chart so we'll see where this goes so like i said the life path astrology methodology uses your birth chart um to kind of understand what your soul's purpose came to do and so let's see how this aligns with the work you're doing and if you and if you feel like it really integrates um and how it can support your mission so i always start with the sun sign because the sun sign is how we see ourselves. It's what we're familiar with when we read our horoscopes and things like that. And you already know that you are Libra. And I have a Libra stellium. My son is also in Libra, so I love this placement. So when I think about Libra, um, you know, it's the only sign in the zodiac that's not represented by an animal or a human. It is the scales. It is the, you know, when it, Libra is all about being balanced, bringing balance, bringing harmony, seeing multiple sides of a situation. Um, you know, this is this is something really interesting because a lot of people. Um, or, you know, some placements can be very polarized or some placements can be very swayed. Um, Libra is one of those signs that, you know, really is so good at seeing every single perspective that it's hard to really take a side and not because it's not, has, doesn't have the conviction to take a side, but it really can see how everyone else is thinking. Um, she's also ruled by Venus, the planet of love and beauty and harmony. So she, she really wants to make the world a beautiful, harmonious place. And you probably see that in you. You see yourself as someone who really brings harmony, brings beauty, brings like, you know, this levity. There's a levity to Libra that not all the signs bring. Definitely. Amazing. And you also have it in the sixth house. The sixth house, it represents Virgo energy. It is the healer, the server, the supporter. Um, so there's a sense of like, you really feel called to bring in this harmony, to bring the service, to bring healing, to bring service, to bring support into mm -hmm. the work you do. And in fact, that's the sun signs purpose. But in this methodology, the sun represents your magic, your secret sauce. It's what you sprinkle onto everything you do that's really going to help your mission move forward. Um, and so that, what comes up for you when I say that? Definitely that six, the six health stuff like resonates a lot, like in okay. terms of moving that, wanting to bring harmony into the world or feeling like a service and a calling to bring harmony to the world. That yes. And so you're, you're, that's your sprinkle. You're going to sprinkle harmony, beauty, pretty things, people getting along. You're really going to bring that bridge, that gap in, in the soul's calling. Now, the interesting thing is your rising sign is how people see you, which is so interesting. Cause, um, so there's an interesting connection between Libra and Taurus. Your, your rising is in Taurus. And Taurus is a very different sign than Libra, but they're both ruled by Venus. 
So there's definitely this big role that Venus plays into your sun and rising. And she, remember, she brings beauty, she brings art, she brings love and partnerships into the world. There's like, there's a sense of partnerships and beauty and harmony and pretty things being really important in your, in your life primarily, like, right? Like they're moving forces. Now, you, you see yourself as Libra, people see you as Taurus. So you see yourself as like, oh, pretty things, everyone getting along, flowy, go where the wind goes. But people actually see you as much more stable. They see you as Taurus. Taurus is the bull. Like, think of a bull. You cannot actually push it to go into a direction, right? Like, Taurus will stay there, and when it decides to do something, then it will do it, <laughs> right? And so there's... um. There's a sense of people see you as very grounded, very sturdy, very dependable, very, um, I also think about the word reliable and responsible because um, Taurus also represents the sign of, of um, material wealth, material possessions, right? So it's, it's going to work hard to make the money to have the things it wants. It, lo it loves comfort zones. It loves not th things not being shaken up. Um, right. And, and it, it loves creating comfort. And um, um, the other thing that comes up for me is Taurus is like the tortoise of the tortoise in the hare fable. It is not going to be rushed. It is not going to sprint to the finish line. It is going to take its time, but it mm -hmm. is going to get it done. Mm -hmm. it is, so that's that's where that dependability and that reliability really comes into the Torian archetype. And that's how people see that you, you're very stable, very reliable, you're very dependable. They know that you might take a little bit, little bit longer, but you're going to get it done. So people are comfortable leaving things with you because they know it'll be complete. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. That That reminds me too of my own like personal brand and the fact that I'm in it for the long run, even though I feel like <gasps> yes. I fail and I fall flat on my face so many times, but I just am like, all right, let's do it again. Let's rebuild. Let's make it happen. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing because that's exactly also the energy that an entrepreneur needs. An entrepreneur needs to go like, it's not going to perfect. It might be not round one or two. It might be round five and that's okay. Now here is the really interesting thing about a Taurus rising or the rising in general. The rising is not just how people see you. The rising is the um, problem you're here to solve. Mm. It is what your soul came here to solve the problem for other people. And mm -hmm. the problem you're here to solve is dependability. The, you're here to solve the problem of people learning how to be dependable, learning how to be reliable, learning how to cross the finish line, even if it takes them a long time. People mm -hmm. learning how to um, really be committed, like bringing, you're here to solve the problem of learn, teaching people where their comfort lies, right? Because Taurus is all about comfort. You're here to show the people, um, solve the problem of what it is to enjoy the good things and not just the bad, right? Um, so, cause I know that what you said before is you really love, you know, that shadow work and, but think about what does the shadow work give you access to? Actually creating comfort and accessing the light and understanding the good side of life. You have to walk through the shadow to see the light, right? Definitely. So you're here to solve that problem. You're, you're here to create stability, dependability, 
comfort and 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 structure and and rooted like groundedness that's um, a really interesting perspective really especially like it aligns because um even my instagram right now bloom in the new earth so it's all about that like creating like roots for your own business and staying consistent and staying motivated and finding your signature vibration and really showing up in the world and just going for it i love that consistency too right because consistency is what's going to allow someone who's taking their time to cross the finish line like the tortoise and the tortoise and the hare would so you're like i'm going to make sure that you're going to be the bull that crosses the line you're going to be that tortoise that crosses that makes it to the finish line and mm -hmm. through the rootedness through the groundedness like you're you don't need to be floating you don't need to be a flash flood you don't need you don't have to be a wildfire you could literally do it at your own pace that's like a big tourist thing i do it at my pace very and true. i'm gonna be okay with that very true wow now that so that's your rising that's a problem you're here to solve and when you're solving that you're going to sprinkle that libra energy mm -hmm. and that's what's going to make it like you know that balance and that beauty is what's going to make people feel like they can make it to the finish line right being like i know that you feel this sucks and let me also show you the what's on the other side of this if you actually stick through the process right sometimes we don't we don't commit to things or we don't cross the finish line because we actually can't see what the other perspective is like what would actually happen if i cross the finish line i don't know so i'm going to stop but you show them what's possible to balance it out beautiful i love it Okay, so the next piece is the moon. The moon is not in the mission, right? So the moon is not the purpose. The moon is not any magic you're sprinkling, but the moon is kind of like a supporter, a backup. Like when things are stuck, when things are not going the way you want it, when things are not feeling right, that's where you get to say, mm, I get to pay attention to the moon and I get to nurture her. And mm -hmm. the moon is a goddess, right? Like she, mm -hmm. people, People often associate the moon with the emotions. I know you said you had a reading recently, so they probably talked about the emotions of the moon and you have it in Capricorn and Capricorn is super serious. Um, we didn't go into that. Okay, so the moon, the, so you have your moon in Capricorn. Capricorn's a really interesting sign. If we were to give Capricorn like a personality, she would be the lady boss of the of the zodiac because she is an empire builder she loves to work if she had a theme song it would be work 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 because she could be <laughs> at work day and night and not be bothered um but it's interesting because capricorn's symbol is people often think it's a mountain goat because there's a goat component to it but it's actually a sea goat so even though it's an earth sign it has a fin which represents water and so capricorn feels the pain of humanity she knows how people suffer but because she's got ambition, because she's building this empire, she ain't, she's not going to show anybody. She's a poker face. She's going to be like, I feel the feels, but no, one's, no one needs to know that I feel it because I got, I got goals to accomplish. So she mm -hmm. does bring a depth of emotion. She's often misunderstood because she's so go for the goal that she, people don't even realize how much she feels. And so emotionally, you're probably a poker face. You're probably feeling the feels and you're like, they're not going to know that I'm upset right now. I'm just going to walk away and then maybe cry in the bathroom when no one's around. <laughs> but, but the gift of the moon is she supports your mission. So in this sole purpose of helping people cross the finish line, create dependability, create stability, and even financial. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if you ended up working with maybe 
entrepreneurs or people building things that make the money because Taurus is also the money maker. So I'm sure you'd probably bring people financial stability, but so Capricorn supports the mission. And when things are feeling stuck, when things are not going right, it's the moon in Capricorn that's going to make sure that things move forward. And the way that Capricorn moon contributes is she's like, what's your business plan? How are you doing this? What's the structure? How are we leading this project? Right? And so whenever you feel like things are not um, moving, Capricorn's going to be like, come on, we got it. Let's do the work. Just be in the work. Just go. Just make it happen. Just do it. Let's move this plan forward. Get the plan, move it forward. Because I'm going to tell you something. I love Libra and Taurus because I got some good Libra and Taurus placements, but both of them love to take naps, love to procrastinate, love to take it. And Capricorn's going to come in and be like, um, what's all this, please? Like, why, what, what's happening? Like, we, we have work to do. Okay? So whenever you're feeling like, oh, I don't have any energy. I don't have any motivation. Like, I don't know where to go. I don't want to do it. Say, oh, no, I got to feed Capricorn. I need to, I got to take care of Capricorn because I'm not going to be able to do the soul's mission if I'm not in the work. That was totally me yesterday. I was like binge watching TV. And I was like, oh my God, I got to do something. I can't just sit here and watch TV all day. I was like, all right, let me just send out this email. That's when you, I hit you up. I was like, I'm working on my quick, my quick responses. And I was like, I'm going to set this up. Let me send it to Ilona. Let me do this, this, this. And yeah. I was like, all right, let me go watch my TV now. Let me finish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and here's the thing. That's exactly how it works. Capricorn's going to be like, get to work. And then when you're done getting to work, Taurus and Libra is like, and now we get to celebrate. So you get to celebrate <laughs> because your, your sun and, and your rising are indulgent signs. Indulgent. <laughs> they love to indulge. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, um, Capricorn's going to say get to work. You know what else comes up for me too when I see your rising in Taurus? Taurus loves luxury. You might even be here to show people the luxury of life in whatever way you see that translating into the work you do. Because there's luxury in this in this existence. Taurus, Taurus is not gonna go for the, you know, one dollar bin at Target. She's gonna be like, I want the best of the best because I worked hard for this. I worked for this. I feel that. I feel that. <laughs> okay, good. And then we have Mercury. Mercury, we all know about it going retrograde, but what people don't understand about Mercury, it's more sensitive than the moon. It's how we integrate our body, mind, and spirit. It's how we assimilate new ideas. And so when we're working with Mercury in order to help her assimilate new ideas, but also to connect to our higher consciousness, not into our 3D intellect, we have to work with the shadow of the sign that Mercury is in. And it's really interesting because you have Mercury in the house of shadow work and transformation, which is Scorpio. So if if Capricorn had a t- the show archetype of the lady boss, um, Scorpio's TV show archetype would be like the goth girl. She's like super intimidating. People want to talk to her, but they don't know how to approach her. Mm-hmm. And so your mind, that's where your mind is. You get lost into the rabbit holes of thoughts and investigation and research and finding blind spots. Like you could literally spend hours just researching and researching and researching and then forget that you had to do something else. That's where mm-hmm. your mind goes. Now yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> yes. And that's, that's the disconnect with a mind in Scorpio. A mind in Scorpio is going to get lost in rabbit holes. And so the way you bring her back out of her third dimensional brain and into higher consciousness is, okay, yes, we know that research and rabbit holes need to be nurtured, 
but maybe you get to time it out and say, you know what, today I'm only going to spend an hour because Capricorn needs me to do this work of my sun and, and, and rising, right? Mm -hmm. And so don't get lost in the shadow work. Your mind can get lost in the shadow work and you get to pull her out of that. Instead, you get to have her really show people depth. Because Scorpio is, is a sign of deep spirituality. It's like she's a shaman of the, of the Zodiac, right? She's super deep. She's super intense. She's super, she's not love and light, right? She's like spiritual, but like She's, she's, she's in a different space. She's really going down to the roots of things and not just to the, to the thing that makes us feel comfortable and happy. She's going to be, she's, she knows how to walk through the, the discomfort of the not so easy things. Mm. But it's also really interesting because I don't know if um, the reading told you last week about your North node. My North Node is in Scorpio. It is. It's also in Scorpio. Now, you have Mercury in Scorpio in the sixth house, which is a house of service. So the more you use your brain and your research and your depth to be of service, the more you connect your higher consciousness. But then you have your North Node in the seventh house of partnerships. Now, the first thing, when I see a North Node in Scorpio, it's almost like... Wait, my North Node is in seventh house. I've never heard of that. It's in Scorpio in the seventh house, according to this. Um, so your so your North Node is in Scorpio. So let's start with that. North Node. So you have a North Node and you have a South Node. The North Node is what you came to do. That's not as easy for you. And the South Node is like your jam. It's like super easy. If you are a computer and you got reset to the default factory settings every time, the south node is there and it's never going to change. It's like what you're really good at. It's default in you. And that's your south node. So your gift is Taurus. You're really good at being dependable. You're really good at being sturdy. You're very good at crossing the finish lines, even if it takes you forever. You're really good at enjoying the good things in life. Um, you're good at taking your breaks, right? And creating, and creating, um, structure like i think of like uh of of taurus needing like structure like i think of a taurus with like their calendar and their day planned out and even if they're taking breaks they're like i still know what i need to do in a day like i don't want my routine to be broken up <clears throat> what's more difficult is stepping into that that scorpio work and maybe so the the interesting thing is when, when I think of Scorpio, I think of shadow work. Um, and so it's interesting that this is the space that you want to work in your clients with, because here's the beauty of it. The more you step into your North node, the more you act, can actually solve the problem of your rising for your clients. So it's amazing that what your North node inhabits is what you want to guide your clients through, because the more you do it for yourself, the more you could do it for your clients and the more you solve the problem of everything else for your clients. And so the challenge is like maybe, um, so, if, so if Scorpio had a tarot card, it would be the death card or the tower card. It's about a lot of chapters ending and chapters beginning, things falling to be rebuilt. And so that is, it's almost like there's a discomfort there because Taurus mm -hmm. likes routines. Taurus doesn't like to have to change. Taurus doesn't like to have to pivot. Taurus doesn't like to have to scrap things and start all over again. It just mm -hmm. wants to just keep on going slow and steady. And that's a gift. However, sometimes we have to scrap things out to start all over again and still kind of cross the finish line, even if it's not the original race we intended. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Does that resonate? Yeah. 
that that goes back to like what I was saying before about having to rebuild it over and over again. Mm-hmm. Like that's where I'm at right now. And I know it's going to happen for the next few years, but since I'm in it for the long haul, I'm just like, all right, we're doing this. <laughs> and here's the cool thing. Your South Node is the gift because you're open and you're able to hold the space of going the long haul. That's your gift. In fact, the cool, the really interesting thing, I've actually never seen this where the South node and the rising are in the same place. And it's Mm. interesting because they say that your South node and your rising sign is where your soul shines. It's your soul brilliance. It's where you're like a genius at. So you are really great at bringing this routine and helping people cross the finish line at their own pace, really get committed to crossing through the finish line because you yourself know how to hold that space and you're sturdy enough to endure it. it. Like you probably will have like, what comes up for me is you'll probably have clients who may be with you for like three years, but because they know that you're going to hold the space and you're actually going to walk that line with them, you're, they're going to stick with you because some coaches are like, in out come on buddy if you're you're committed or you're not i don't want to deal with you if you're not going to do this and it's not that they're not going to do it but some people need someone who's going to give them the time it takes for them to create that transformation and you're mm-hmm. really good at that that's amazing right that's where your soul I, shines something that i also think about when you said that that that's where my soul shines i think taurus i think of home like being at home and like lately I've been looking for remote work and I can already envision myself. I'm currently planning to buy a home within the next oh, two years. Beautiful. So I'm thinking like, wow, my, if I can set that up for myself, like that would be awesome. And it's, it just feels good to think that. Yeah. Yeah. So what's, so here's the funny thing, right? Because home is comfort zone. It's routine. What's the challenge? The challenge is Scorpio things switching up. Like, and so you get to grow So where your soul grows or what you need in order for your soul to grow into your mission is for you to become more and more comfortable with mysteries, things falling and and starting and ending, falling and being rebuilt. Because the more you can become comfortable with that, the more you can see that home is within you, wherever you go, whatever you create. Mm, I like that. Okay. Also, I almost feel, so another archetype of Scorpio is intensity. Mm-hmm. Like you get to be okay with being intense. Like, cause Taurus is kind of like chill. Like I think about like chill dude. Right. But Tor- like Scorpio is like, um, super intense and you get to be okay with doing that because some of your clients may need you to bring that intensity to create that transformation for them. That's something that I kind of struggle with it, but I know that it means so much to me. Like I want to continue to work on that part of me and like nurture that because I've had a coach like that, that worked with me. It was very intense, very slow. Um, very like what you said, like working at your own pace, like everything that she told me was just aligning so well. And, um, one thing that it was extremely intense. And so I want to be able to bring that to other people too, but I know that that, that, that doesn't that doesn't come easy for me but it is something that i want to i want to give to people like i want to give them the space to like go into that raw emotion and feel it and feel it and you know come out on the other side and and being able to observe it and instead of becoming it right and like growing in that way 
And I want you to think about this, this, like the other, other pieces of how where Scorpio really is, is if gifted at is getting to the roots. Shadow work is digging to the roots. It's going six feet under to see what's all the way down. And it's in that depth that we create transformation. In fact, that's another archetype for Scorpio transformation because death and change and rebuilding is transformation. So it's, you know, really digging into what is keeping you from that intensity, what is keeping you from that depth so that you can bring that depth and intensity and transformation to your clients. Hmm. Okay. Um, hold on. Let me just write something on my notes. Sure, sure, sure. So I'm can just going to. you gonna... when I take it out? Or... No, yeah, you're fine. Okay. Like I can't see your movement, but I can still see your, the last screenshot or the last free, free phrase. Oh, frame. Okay. So I'm just going to keep on going a little bit. So now that you know about the depth of Scorpio, that's really what you came here to grow into. You came, came here to grow into transformation, depth, intensity. Um, and I would also say deep spirituality because she is a shaman. She's not like just scientific and earth-based. She's going to be talking about like ancestors and tarot cards. And she, she's going to be very comfortable. Like it's almost like learn, like, I don't know if you're not comfortable with that, but you can get like, I wouldn't be surprised if all of a sudden you brought some kind of esoteric, like card readings or something like that into your work to create that transformation with your clients because Scorpio is really good at that. But Taurus is going to be like, oh, that, that's like, no, that's different. Like, I just want to like chill. I just want things to be not so different. Right. Mm -hmm. And so Scorpio is like, um, bring me the cards and the crystal balls and the crystals. Like I just do like do it all. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you get to be comfortable with like anything that's different. That's taboo. That's shadow work. Okay? Oh, I'm definitely, I feel like I'm definitely, I'm definitely there. Like I can see maybe in the past where I wasn't comfortable talking about these things, but now what I am like dream like the dream space I, that's one of my favorite like that's definitely something that I might want to bring into my coaching awesome beautiful so good because that that kind of shamanic spiritual work is is going to it's I actually would say probably will be favorable because you have Jupiter there Jupiter is a planet of expansion fortune good luck and you have it there in Scorpio in the same house oh also I wouldn't be it's surprised uh, in, in the seventh house. So you have the oh, yeah. challenge and Jupiter in Scorpio in the seventh house. So I also wouldn't be surprised if maybe, I don't know if you've thought about bringing like guest speakers or partners or things like where you work with others, like collaborate, like you don't necessarily need to work. It's not like you have to go into business with someone, but it's collaboration. Like when I think of work and the seventh house, I think of collaboration. How can you collaborate with people mm -hmm. who are in this realm. Like I wouldn't be surprised if you got brought luck when, if you brought in someone who collaborated with someone who was a shaman or who did readings mm -hmm. for your clients or like something like that, or who like maybe you guest spoke on your, on your Instagram and, and lived in this realm to kind of highlight the work you do and to support the work you do. Interesting. I didn't think about it that way. Yeah. Cause partnerships is not just about love and marriage. It's also about work, collaboration, things like that um so that's where that is um what else i sometimes i also like to talk about um saturn saturn's the father figure of the zodiac and it also represents our leadership style you have saturn in pisces in the 11th house which is aquarius energy so you your leadership style is is like extremely idealistic, extremely spiritual, extremely intuitive. Um, you're not going to be like, if, for example, if you had this in Capricorn, it'd be a workaholic leader, like do the work. I told you these are the deadlines, but your 
your leadership style is more flowy. It's more ideal, idealistic. And there's also that flair of 11th house. The 11th house is Aquarius energy in, in some weird way. Like if we were to give this house like a, a motto, it'd be like, this is where you get to let your freak flag fly. So you get to be a unique leader. You get to be unique in that idealism and in that spirituality. Like I really feel like there's going to be a lot of spirituality, a lot of intuition, a lot of connectedness um, to fifth dimension into the work you do, into this, in the work you do, even if it's not necessarily spiritual in the way you present it, there's going to be a lot of it in the work you do and how you lead. Yes. Now the I other think... thing, good, that resonates. Yeah. Cause I, I sometimes my content is inspired by my dreams. Ah. And I've noticed my dreams being very connected to the collective. Amazing. Oh my gosh. And 11th house is the collective. It's like yeah everyone humanitarianism um now saturn also represents how the father figure would want to reward you so fa uh, you know if saturn is a father and pisces was the child it wants to reward pisces is the daydreamer um but she has big vision and she can go really far and she really has a like she's she's super connected so saturn's going to see that he's going to be like listen i know that you can you can create really big things because you're so you're such a dreamer just don't get lost in your dreams don't get lost in the dreams harness the dreams bring the dream into the work you do but don't get lost in the dream mm. which is so interesting because that's what you're literally saying that you bring your dreams into your work can i just say i literally like this whole year i've been i've been more focused on my dreams and on learning how to like manipulate objects with my, my mind for example in Love my it. dream because that has benefits in a waking world but i've been more focused on that than i have been focused on some other practical things so i i came to that realization like just a little while like very recently and now is when i'm like okay let's get back to it and let me take care of the practical things amazing amazing so I have one last thing that I kind of want to talk about because you are an entrepreneur. Um, actually, we could talk about two. We have a few more minutes left, but let's see if I can bring the succinctly bring this. The second house is typically what we say the product you're here to deliver. So you have your second, and that's in the second house. It's Gemini, a lot of Gemini with a little bit of Cancer. Cancer is like the mother figure, the mm -hmm. the um, the nurturer. She's also the community builder. So there's like a splash of community that you're offering your client. But like you, you did this. I saw you communication, voice, mm -hmm. writing, social media. So you're actually delivering them communications. That's like mm -hmm. the product you're delivering to this client to get them to that transformation. So I don't oh, know, right? Okay. That so, resonates. Yeah, okay. because I, I'm hearing that what you do is you, you create these dreams, you write it down into these platforms for people to connect with the dreams to then find you, right? So, so, so coaching, so coaching is also communication, right? It's, it's like getting people to talk and then getting people to express. Oh, yes. expressing. You're using expression to. Yeah, There's no more, baby. There's no more. No, I'm sorry. Okay, papi. I'll give you some later, right? Come on, mama's making rice and chicken. Oh. I feel terrible. He didn't like it when I gave it to, her, to him earlier, so. Oh. <laughs> All good. Close the door, baby. I don't like it. Okay. <laughs> so, so you're delivering this communication and community to to uh, as a service i i just feel like there's going to be this 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 communication and community i don't know if you're going to build a membership i don't know if you're going to do group coaching programs but i feel like there's a bit of community and a lot of communication that you're going to deliver um to this client 
And then the last piece is your ideal client girl has three signs in it. It's the kismet client. The client that's going to light you up is a lot of Aries. Oh, wait, let me write this down. Yeah. Go ahead. Your ideal client is a lot, has a lot of Aries energy, which is a leader, a, an innovator. Um, it's got a splash of Pisces, which is that intuitive dreamer. And it's got a, a good amount of Taurus, which is that stable, dependent, finance. So here's what comes up for me. I wouldn't uh, be surprised. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if you actually begin to attract clients who either are looking to be spiritually, spiritual leaders, like mm -hmm. abundant, abundant and stable financial spiritual leaders. Um, oh. Right? Because there's that leadership, there's that spirituality, and there's that Taurus, which is financial comfort, material comfort. They, they might already be in jobs that pay them well, but they're not where they want to be. Right? Mm. Okay. And they and they want they want to be very and the the big piece is the Aries piece. Aries is an innovator. It's a leader. It's it's self sufficient. It's like because it's Aries is the house of self, and so and they're going to have the spirituality and they're going to have the financial stability and they're looking to or and they might not. They might have want all of that. They might want all of that and they see you as a person who is embodying that combination of Pisces, Aries, Taurus. And they're going to be like, Noelle got it. She knows how to do this. She is going to be the person who's going to help me bring it all together. The dream, the self, and the material wealth. Yeah, because as you were saying that, I was like looking at that and reflecting on myself and thinking like that sounds it's almost like a very familiar feeling like that's that may not be where I'm at right now but it's very familiar in the sense that maybe it's the way that I kind of like am striving to present myself and to it's, and to show up in the world it is a sacred mirror you are giving to them absolutely that's beautiful that's exactly <laughs> it and that's all I got so what came up for you did you have any aha moments like Yes, I did. I had some aha moments. Um, my coaching program, the way that it's designed, it teaches me to like not really do much talking and to let the client do a lot, you know. But then again, it's like I have to find my own flavor and I have to find my my way of doing it, like my my voice in it. And I think it is going to be me talking because um, I have stuff to share that I'm sure is going to land for people and that it's going to help guide the coaching session or the the group coaching session in the right direction. So that resonated mm -hmm. with me. That came up for me. That wasn't a hot for me. Another thing I've been sitting on this idea of mine of like doing videos and of myself instead of just writing my social media captions, but like yes. actually record, like, you know, talk to the camera and share my ideas that way. Cause I think it'll land more for people than them having to read stuff. Cause some people don't like sitting and read long ass captions. Yeah. So I think maybe, <laughs> maybe me showing my face and like speaking is going to hit, is going to land for more people. Yeah. Um, and I'm really glad that we had this conversation because I want to, I want to be clear and I want my steps to be, um, to, you know, to have an end goal. And so I don't want to be like, you know, wishy-washy what's going on in the world. Let me speak on that. But I want it to be very, you know, like, this is who I'm speaking to. And I, and I want my, you know, my following to reflect that. Like, I want to speak to a certain group of people. I'm, I'm not speaking to everybody. I'm speaking to a certain group of people. And, you know, that's the goal, right? That way I can get clients. And that way I can, my, my words are going to land. And they're yes. not just going to be. In fact, know. 
In fact, I'm going to add one more piece because we do have one more minute. You have Mars, a planet of war, but it's also a planet of the devotion because you wouldn't be devoted to something if you were, you wouldn't go to war if you weren't devoted to something. You have it in Leo in the fourth house, the fourth house, the house of family, but it's also the house of community. And you have it in Leo, which is the performer. So there's, you get, you get in, you're devoted to performing, to being a leader, to giving creativity and, and using your, your leadership to a community that's waiting for your message and your leadership. So that makes sense. That's that beautiful. That's how you want to present that. That's beautiful. Thank you. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. I, I knew that my fourth house was in Mars and in, in the fourth and Leo, but I didn't know that that's the way that that's one reflection of it. Cause I've heard of other interpretations of it, but that, that one interpretation, I think, definitely lands for me too and i am a performer i need to step it up and start performing because yeah because it lights you up because it's mars yeah. it lights you up yeah definitely awesome thank well thank you, thank you for so booking this this was so awesome thank you